Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood REI, and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Kent Ritter. Kent, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, excited to have you on. Kent is the managing director of the multifamily private equity firm, Burge & Held. They're an asset management firm, and he is the host of the Ritter in Real Estate podcast. Excited to have you on. Kent, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and all of that is really kind of tied together. So, uh, from a personal standpoint, I've uh, you know, I'm a husband. I've got three small kids, uh, five, three, and one. Uh, I've got a I've got a cat and a, and a brand new puppy. So my life is uh, is pretty hectic from a personal standpoint. Uh, from a professional standpoint, I um, I started my career as a management consultant, and you know, and, and had a, a very successful career over 12 years, kind of traveling around the country, helping large organizations solve big problems. And it was a, a great education, uh, kind of a great, great experience uh, in just in business and, in, and just solving problems. That, that was all we did. Nobody ever called us when things were going well. But, you know, I got to the point where growing my family, uh, I didn't want to be on the road all the time. I wanted to find a uh, a source of you know pa- more passive income, uh, and because I, I wanted to be yes, why I do this because I wanted to be the type of father that that I wanted to be. I didn't want to be an absentee. I didn't want to be traveling all the time. I, I had this vision of, of my kids growing up and saying, uh, well, you know, my dad was gone a lot, um, and so you know, looking for other options. Uh, that's when I really started educating myself about real estate. You know, particularly multifamily real estate. Uh, fell in love with it and just kind of rekindled my passion for um, just just going out and being able to make something um, of my own and, and and just dig into this kind of feet first you know, or head first, I guess, really. <laughs> and so I spent about I spent about three years investing passively with other firms, uh, kind of riding sidecar in deals, learning uh, mentor programs, you know, doing all this education. And then went out and started uh, actively buying properties and bringing in investors and um, putting these deals together. And and it was interesting through that process. It was a lot of self-discovery, a lot of self-development, um, a lot of personal development that that I didn't even realize, um, you know, or didn't set out to to really start at the beginning. And my why, which started as a very personal mission to to be a great father and be around for my kids really turned into a much broader mission of, wow, like this investment vehicle I had no idea about. And, and I, I, I saw myself as a pretty savvy investor focusing, you know, I, I majored in finance in college with, with a concentration really in investing and, um, and, and I invested actively in the stock market and all these things, but I had not learned about real estate and particularly these syndications. And so my mission has really become to, to go out and educate people and kind of evangelize this and tell people that that these opportunities are out there and they're not just for the ultra wealthy. And and so that's really uh, what my mission has become. That's why I do the podcast and, and that's why I, I, I do all the things that I do, really trying to bring as many people into these type of deals to improve their financial situation and give them access to to investments that, that typically they wouldn't have access to. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate all that. I've got a uh, 
a four and a one one and a half year old, and and I I don't know if there's another one on the way. We don't have a cat and a puppy, but you are you are locked in there, man. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got the whole family <laughs> unit all uh, all uh, all worked out at this point, and, and yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's chaos, right? But it's just it's fun. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for for anything in the world. Yeah, I appreciate that. So look looking back, I. I Everything you said resonates with, with with me, and I imagine everybody who's listening. But making the choice to to spend three years as a passive investor and to really learn the business, do you feel like that was maybe the perfect amount of time? This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. You know, things just just came together uh, as like, you know, serendipitously or, or whatever, sure. however you want to call it, where, um, you know, I, I, so I think I'm self-aware enough to know that in any new venture, any new thing, there's, there's a lot that I don't know. And there's a lot that I don't know. I don't know. Right. So before jumping in head first, I wanted to, I wanted to better understand, you know, the investment and uh, the lev. So in consulting, we would talk a lot about the levers that you can pull to impact change, right. And understanding. So understanding the things that you can affect that will, um, change things positively or negatively. Right. So, so I didn't know, I didn't understand those and I needed to learn those. So, you know, I, I spent the period of time in, in education with mentors, both paid and unpaid. Uh, I wanted to, to go out and invest with different deal sponsors so I could get different flavors and understand, you know, what I liked and what I didn't like and take what I liked and, and leave what I didn't like. Uh, always with the mind that I wanted to do it on my own, but, um, but yeah, I think three years was was the right time because as things played out, what happened over those three years is, well, I Burgeon Held, the firm that I'm with now, is one of the first firms that I invested with. And through those years, I developed just a, a great relationship with, you know, one of their founders in particular, a guy named Tag Burge, who's the Burge of Burge and Held. And and he became a very close mentor of mine and and helped me as I was um, going out and pursuing my own deals and, and doing my own investing. Um, and, and also just with, with a lot of their executive team and a lot of the people at their firm, they were, they were very open kind of to, to allow me in and, and lifting the curtain. And so over that time, just developing that relationship, um, turned into an opportunity now where I I'm working with them, um, as a partner and, and actively pursuing deals and, uh, and yeah, just having a lot of fun doing it. Good, man. I appreciate that. So talked about how this is such a great opportunity, not just for the ultra ultra wealthy. Um, lay out the opportunity for us. What is it about it you think is so attractive? Well, there's there there's a lot of aspects, but I think the things that that really attracted me to multifamily real estate in particular are one just from a kind of a an investment dynamics standpoint, you know, there's not, there's really no other investment that I'm aware of where you can have, you know, seven, 8%, you know, even higher at some point 
yearly returns from cash flow where you're getting checks, you know, or, or getting deposits right into your account and getting that cash back and, and creating that cash flow for yourself, which gives people a lot of freedom. You know, we have investors that are uh, older, you know, on fixed income and it's a supplement. We have investors that um, are, are seeking to leave their W-2 job that, that they're not finding fulfillment in. And that cash flow allows them that freedom. It also creates, uh, you know, secondary strings, streams of income, which is just security, right? Um, it's always good to have more than one source of income. So there's, there's that aspect of it, which I think is unique. And at the same time, being able to, you know, over the past 10 years of Virgin Health's track record, I mean, we've, we've outperformed the stock market um, far and above, you know, we've, we've provided about 19 to 20% returns annually, um, overall. And, you know, so just be able to one, get the cash flow two the overall return profile three, the tax benefits, um, because we pass the depreciation through to our investors and that depreciation offsets your gains, um, and, and can offset other passive income as well, whether if you have rental properties or other things. So, you know, that was really a game changer for me that, that I didn't recognize going in and, and didn't really understand the impact of the tax savings until I really started seeing it happen in my own life. And so, I mean, those aspects are, are things that um, I think are just unique to, to real estate investing. I think multifamily investing, you know, the, it's the scale involved. So single family investing, I've done it. It's a very, it's a good way to invest. The problem is it's really not scalable. And the problem is you hit a wall where you can't manage them the yourself anymore because you, you have too many and it's too expensive to pay somebody to manage them for you relative to multifamily where you may be paying your, if you're in single family, you're likely paying somebody eight to 10% of your, um, of your rent just to, to manage these properties for you on multifamily because of the scale you're paying more like three to five percent to have professional management um, and then the economies of scale just continue to go go from there and then that's one thing that Virgin Held is really able to bring to the table are these large economies of scale um, from both management efficiency and competency but but also from just a pure cost saving standpoint yeah well those are certainly certainly compelling reasons um, the cash flow of seven to eight percent potentially the overall alternative stock market investing on the overall returns and then the tax benefits which i mean at the end of the day that's you got to be mindful super mindful of the money that's coming or going out the back door um that's more right so than just just the money coming in the front door so it's what you keep right it's mm -hmm. all about what you keep and and also from a, a management perspective having to pay somebody to to manage your your single family investment portfolio um so i appreciate every appreciate all that so what 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 is a typical um engagement or or, or experience if if there is such or maybe lay out a, a a hypothetical um let's say that that i come to you and i say hey kent this sounds great i would like to i'd like to invest with you and birch and held how does that work? Is there a minimum? Is there a maximum kind of a thing? What's the time horizon? Yeah, all really good questions. So there, there is kind of a, a standard uh, approach with a little bit of variation, but, but really the minimum is $50,000. Um, and from a time horizon standpoint, it's about three to five years, uh, over our history going back to 2008, 
um, the the average deal is right around four years, the average hold period. So that you know we're purchasing the property, we're improving the property because that's that's what we're doing. It's value add real estate. So we're purchasing properties that are they're already they're positively cash flowing. So they are cash flowing businesses that we're buying. We're not we're not buying things that um, you know that are in the red and kind of behind the eight ball. We're buying things that are already cash flowing from day one. We're just helping them really through our systems and through improvements and through capital, you know, improve the income. And in doing that, that that process typically takes about one to two years. And then we're we're running the property, we're managing it, you know, very well. We're we're staying up with the market. And then in about you know, three to five years in total, we're looking to to sell that property and, and realize uh, those gains that we've accumulated. Nice. Okay. So I invest, let's just use a round number and say a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So over over the course of that, and let's just use four years, each year I'm receiving a payment of seven to eight percent. That's right. And and those payments come out quarterly. So that that seven to eight percent is split quarterly. And you may you may receive more. Oftentimes, in the later years of the deal, especially, you're receiving more than that. But the seven to eight percent is what we call our preferred return, and what that means is that's the return that goes to the investors before my, myself and my team, as the deal sponsors, start getting paid. And that return, um, it's it's like cumulative, meaning that from one year to the next, like. If, for example, in one year we were only able to give you 6%, the preferred return was 7%. So the next year that 1% carries over and in year two we owe you, we owe you 8%. So you know, it's, it's not that it's guaranteed but it, it's highly likely and we have to get you there before we start actually getting paid in the deal. Got it. Appreciate that. So then, okay, so, so along the way I'm, I'm, I'm making that um, – Receiving that, receiving that passive income, and then when yep. the deal gets sold, what uh, happens then? Yeah, so when the deal gets sold, we, um, you know, we distribute the appreciation from the sale um, back back out to the investors, and and that typically is about if you if you look at your total return, you're typically getting about forty percent from the annual cash flow and about sixty percent from the appreciation at sale. And so when we look at it, you know, in aggregate, you know, our goal is to provide a, a minimum of a 15% internal rate of return. So kind of a, an overall return um, over over a five-year period. And if we can't hit that in, in a deal, we won't do a deal. So that's kind of our baseline. So we're looking at the minimum 15% um, and then, you know, obviously hoping to uh, under-promise and over-deliver. Which, which we often do. If you if you look at our history, our, our history is more. Um, our history really is a, about a twenty percent internal rate of return uh, over that four year average. Got it. Okay. So I'm just gonna, if if if, if you don't mind, um, just stick stick with my example of I put in a hundred thousand yeah. dollars along the way. Let's assume that I'm 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 getting seven thousand dollars a year at that seven percent. I know that it's not guaranteed, but that's that's kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. So over a four year period, I've 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 gotten twenty eight thousand dollars out of the deal, and then when it goes to sell, assuming assuming a fifteen percent overall, what, how how much would I have returned back to me? 
So an easy way to think about it in, in aggregate is, um, what we call an, an equity multiple. So it, it's the, the multiple on the equity you put in, right? So if you put in a hundred thousand in a, let's call it a five year hold, uh, you're likely going to be at about 1.8 to about two X, um, from, from what you originally invested. So if you invested a hundred thousand, um, in five years, my goal is to hand you back 200,000 through all those different in all those different ways, you know, through the, the cash flow and then through the appreciation. Got it. Okay, great. So let's just assume that, that the number is 200,000. If I already got $28,000 out of the deal, then I would get an additional 72,000 plus the original 100. That's right. Got it. Nice. All right. Very cool. And what is, what is the, the, the qualifying uh, way that, that I can become an investor or can, can anybody yeah, so there's there's two different types of deals that we will do. Um, some of the deals are are only open to accredited investors, um, and then other deals are are open to everyone. So the the way that the the SEC outlines it is, um, if we're doing deals that are open to everyone, that, then we can bring thirty five um, non accredited investors, uh, sophisticated investors, meaning they. Um, understand the investment enough to to be able to make a competent decision about it but we can bring them in into the deal and and i like doing those type of deals because going back to what i said before about really you know one of my goals is to open up this type of investment to to everyone right and so i i love bringing people in where it's um you know something that maybe it's their their first um, syndication. You know, a lot of our investors maybe they ha- they have a rental or two, but they haven't invested in a syndication before. Um, and so, being able to bring them in and kind of educate them um, to the benefits and and how it works. I mean, that that's one of my favorite parts of the job. Nice, I love it. Well, Kent, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So, my difference making tip is something that that I've had to work on quite a bit in in the past year as over the past year i've I've had probably more firsts in my life than in any other time period, but both kind of personally and in in business. And so my tip is just get started and improve through iteration. Meaning you're never going to be perfect the first time out. When I started my podcast, I mean, if I, if I had waited for it to be perfect, I'd, I'd still be waiting. <laughs> I'd, I'd still be tinkering, right? For sure. Um, so my tip is just get started. J- just do it and improve as you go because that's the only way that you're really going to learn is by doing it. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets – come on. Come on. I think that's awesome advice right there. You know, to get started, you just got to get started. So, <laughs> Kent, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they invest with you? Yeah, thanks, George. So there's there's really two ways I think they're best to get in touch with me. One is at my website, which is kentritter.com. You know, very, very easy, just my name. The other is if you want to learn more about investing, my podcast, Ritter on Real Estate, really is is focused on helping people make better investing decisions. Uh, the tagline is passively investing like a pro because I, I'm investing the pros and taking the tips from them to to help educate folks and help them be better investors. Perfect. But if you go to the website, you can uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. We do a weekly newsletter. Uh, and you can also fill out an, an application um, to be an investor. Great. 
If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kent your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to kentritter.com. That's K-E-N-T-R-I-T-T-E-R.com. Check out the Ritter on Real Estate podcast um, and get started. Thanks again, Kent. Thanks, George. Appreciate you having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.